You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk, we've been away for two weeks. No, we've been right here. <laughs> True. Well, we, um, yeah, you, we didn't have a podcast last week. Um, it was kind of our Christmas off yeah, I went to my family Christmas, our family, which is my family, and you didn't go. So that was our family Christmas. That was you staying here while I went off to do something else. But, uh, yeah, we normally take one show off during this time, but that, that was, was it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so next week um, will be our top ten films of the year and, you know, our usual New Year I brought you to the dark side. You used to say five. Now I say it has to yeah, be at you, least ten. Yeah, <laughs> ah. So we'll do ten. And I will give you my opinion on what you're just saying. On the Sony hack. The brief, before that, after the, I'm going to tell you that. This is my opinion. This is my take on it. Don't tell me what movies I can and cannot watch. Yeah, the so, That the is Sony. my whole opinion. And my opinion is... Um, <laughs> it seems very, very complicated. and uh, Of course that's your opinion. I, you like I, it when people tell you what to do? No, I'm sure that we don't know the full details of, of the whole thing. Doesn't matter. And the other, my other point is, remember that Sony are not an American company. <laughs> exactly. They're a Japanese company. So the problem could be something totally... Yes, they're going hacking Sony's server and it just so happens they hack Sony Pictures' server. It doesn't mean they're going after America. It could be going after Japan. Because people don't seem to... Uh, Some people sort of, mention that. Yeah, yeah. very few, though. It's mostly, oh, they're going after Hollywood. So you never know, do you? Many what, people what don't know Sony's not an American company. It's no. like totally so Japanese. Yeah, and one of my other things was uh, it also could be nothing, and it could just be some clever hacker kids or adult, young adults or adults who are just doing it for, for the laugh, you know? Not look, for a laugh, but I know what you're but saying. But we did it. Like, look what we did. And look but at not it. look what we did. No, just sit back and go, ha <laughs> To each other. Yeah. Maybe it's one person. So that's the Sony hack. And the other thing we were going to talk about before the show is we've had a visitor in our house. One. Two visitors that I have seen um, staying with it us. It isn't Jesus. They're staying with us. Um, <laughs> it isn't family. No. Well, they're kind of our family. They're, they're family of their own. Yeah. <laughs> they're a family. Are you going to disclose all details or do you not want everyone to think we're horrible? Well, we're not horrible. We are horrible. <laughs> we're, we're vegetarians, but we're not animal rights activists. Let me put it that way. And we found out, well, we've discovered what I knew from sleeping on the couch after my foot surgery is that we had critters in the attic. Now we have critter in the wall. Mouse. A crit- tiny critter. Two of them, at least, have been expunged. I've, I've encountered two of them this week. Um. <laughs> and I'm a very... I'm a very brave. <laughs> not, non- no. no, I am. I'm not afraid of things. Fear isn't my motivator for my behavior. What I don't like is out of controlness. This is why I don't have a cat and I don't have a dog and I don't have a kitten and I don't have a bird and I have no other living. If I didn't have to have a husband, <laughs> because I love you and everything, because you're not completely predictable and I can't control everything you do either, I probably wouldn't have you in my house either. This Thanks. is how I don't like. Things rummaging around in my house when I can't fucking control it. So, and I've had a house in the past out in the country infested with mice. And it actually, I've told you, it drove me insane. Start hearing the scratching. I'm instantly, ugh, I want to move out. I want to stay in a hotel. I can't stand it. Because I'm afraid. I don't even give a shit if it runs across me in bed. You're the one who shut the door the other night going, oh, we don't want to come in here. Yes, when you were looking in the cabinet, I had to put my feet in the tub and sit on the edge of the tub in case it came out. But it wasn't like, oh my god, I don't want it to touch me. I don't actually care about that. That was the funniest part. I look, I was, I was. Good. There's a cabinet with a load of old candles in it, um, in in the bathroom, and you said, I think I heard something in the cabinet. So I opened the cabinet door and start to remove the the candles one by one. And as each one came out, I kept looking behind me, and you was edging further. And eventually, you were actually in the tub, stood in the tub. <laughs> I was just... Well, there was no mouse in, the, in there anyway. Not and, in there. Not in there. Well, then later found on, where we it's found coming one. out of the wall. Yeah, and I found one 
Yeah. Right next to my desk in in my trash can. Oh, I hate even talking about it because in my life, people in my life, my whole life, if you have mice, you're a disgusting pig. You have a disgusting, filthy house. That is the opinion I've been raised with. It is wrong because we have. It is very very wrong. We don't even keep like this cup of tea when I finish it. It goes straight in the sink and gets washed. There's no crumb when crumbs hit the counter. Zero and like nothing. There's even like one bag of rice and one bag of popcorn. In the cabinet. That's it. And so all that's wrong anyway. They I know, but come. in my mind, yeah. as soon as I know it's in my house, of course, we've done a lot of research this week and figured out all about them. Like, we loads about mice that we didn't know before. Obviously, they they don't know it's my house. But, like I said to you, ignorance of the law is no defense. And when Cindy says, get out of her fucking house, that's the law. All means necessary. So I've got the mint. I've got we've got the sticky trap. There's all kinds, all kinds of different of things. We got the sonic emitters that make a noise. We, <laughs> we got, have our. We actually have pest control. We have the pest we have, control. I already pay them for bugs because I don't want bugs in my house, and we never have in nine years. No, this is the first. <laughs> and so. and of a major coincidence, a friend of mine posted on Facebook a Does couple of days ago this? that he has a yeah probably and he has a uh, mouse in his wall. Which is exactly what we have. And so it's, what's the... It's like... Maybe you, it's mouse here. You can try to convince yourself. So what? I mean, if you're some tough fucker and you're just like, ah, who cares about mice? If you're laying in your bed, right? And it's quiet. Our house is very quiet. We don't have things running. We don't have fans or TVs or vents or anything going at all at night. It's Not silent. Night, yeah. So we can hear the guy across the street talking on his cell phone. That's how quiet our house is on the inside. We can hear that. So when you hear... <laughs> you know... Can't do it. It's like it's louder than you would think from it a tiny little you, thing. Like it drives you crazy. And my thing is, it's not the sound because if we hear a dog barking in the distance, it's annoying. But then you sort of zone out, right? It's a thing in my house that I have no control over, and it's tearing the shit up. It's chewing through the wall. That's a problem for me. I'm like a super light sleeper, so anything wakes yep. me up. So, and you'll be surprised. These mice are. Tiny little field mice, like, two like tiny, yeah, and the noise that they can make is unbelievable. It's, it sounds like there's twenty of them. I'll tell you what, it confirms to me how speakers work because that noise rever- yeah, right. reverberates or reverberates or yeah, whatever like through everything inside. it touches. Because so because the mouse is inside a wall trapped in between two pieces of uh, what do you call it plasterboard, mm-hmm. and the plasterboard just echoes, doesn't it? So any noise it makes, it sounds twice as. So big. that's our mouse story so far. Tonight we'll see if. It's the end of the story. Yeah. Possibly, possibly not. When You never know. So, let's uh, move on to more pressing matters. It's Saturday, <laughs> December the 13th. Yeah, in the scope of the world problems right now and in all of human history, having a tiny mouse in your house, it's really no big deal. But I can tell you this, it consumes you. Like, it's not... it consumes you. It's like every little sound, you, everybody stop, you point at me, you go, oh, like, shh, shh, shh. Is that it? Is it scratching? It's a way I have to stop moving. Like, don't ruffle that bag. Don't move that cup. Just stand still. Do we hear it? <laughs> and actually, I just said the wrong day. It's actually Saturday, December the 20th. Correct. Um, and this is after the show number 355, and that is correct. I have fact-checked that one this week. The movie we're looking at this week... Just not the date. Because we are a um, podcast which reviews movies, and the movie we're reviewing this week is Hercules... And it's a 2014 movie. It's available now on Blu-ray. It's PG-13 from our friends at Paramount. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of this particular version of Hercules. First thing is, I hate the cover of that box. I think it's lame. I'm sick of that. I want to be the graphic designer person who works for every studio on the planet, except for the really good ones who do good ones, and I'll leave them alone. But look at those two covers. It's it's just Photoshop. Oh, my God. It's just so lame. And there's so many powerful kind of fun images you could put up on there. It's really poo, yeah. But that's not the... That does not... What it's going to lead to is that does not reflect the movie. Because I really like this movie. It is Hercules as told... The tale of Hercules told as if, you know, every bit of what we think we know isn't true. He has a, he has a band of yeah, little helpers a, and, <laughs> you know, it's a... It's the most different it. take on the Hercules legend that you all have seen. And we're gonna, right now I'm going to tell you, there'll be spoilers. Because if what you think about this movie... Obviously, if you're listening to a review, you don't care about spoilers anyway. But there's a big spoiler, as in... It isn't the story of Hercules 
doing all of his trials, or whatever they're called. That you know. Right. I mean, it is, and then it isn't. So it isn't like, oh, I get to watch him have a half an hour battle with Hydra or anything like that. You get a snippet of that, but it isn't about that. It's more about, it's kind of about war and greed. Camaraderie. And, yeah. I mean, it's a common story. Yeah. But it has the tongue-in-cheekness and grit. So I really liked it. If we're moving on to the story now. Yeah, moving moving on to the movie. So this is Hercules. You know, it came out this summer. We saw the trailer in the theater when we went to see uh, Planet of the Apes. And I thought... Oh, that looks in, like something like Clash of the Titans, mm-hmm. which I really liked. You know, like a like a. Big... We had just watched that, I believe, so that's why it yeah. kind of looked interesting. So, so I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of cool." And The Rock, you know, he's pretty good. The Rock or Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne. Um, Dwayne, as we know him. But let me just say first off, um, the trailer for this movie, and we I just actually looked at a whole um, <laughs> the most misleading trailers of all time kind of thing, um, according to one person. Yeah, it was actually quite a few. IMDb was the one I looked at. But right. um, the trailer for this movie is quite misleading. And I feel that there would have been a lot of disappointed people thinking they were getting one thing and then they get another. And there would also be people on the opposite side of that coin who thinking they're getting one thing and then be pleasantly surprised that they get this other thing. So it it, it goes both ways. But the trailer for this movie shows the first... Three minutes of the movie, basically, like Hercules going through his trials that you all know and love. The you know, it shows you that in the trailer and then says Hercules. So you think, holy shit, he's going to be fighting all the monsters, and that's not what this movie is. Mm-hmm. But the trailer only shows you that, so you might feel super disappointed because in the opening three minutes of this movie, you see what the trailer promised, and then never again you don't see anything. I don't know if it's fair to say you'd be disappointed, because I saw the trailer, I was interested, and I really liked it. So, it didn't really bother me. Now, personally, I didn't really like this movie. I I, I am, like, middle of the road on it, um, and I'll give you my reasons. One, it feels very green screeny a lot. Like, like it actually sticks out, to, like, even though it's not a, a thing with fantastical monsters and all that. Some of the battley stuff looked very green screeny to me, and I don't normally notice it, but in this one I kept looking and going, wow, that doesn't look like that's there, and that doesn't look like really? that's there. Really? I didn't have any of that. I saw that quite a lot. And the other thing about it was, because it's a PG-13, the battles try to be a bit gruesome, but they, they really hold it back like, a, you know, there's some blood, but it's it's a very particular level like so they can you know pg-13 whereas if you watch gladiator or something that's an r-rated or braveheart the battles are way more vicious See, i feel like they they got it right no i don't think they got it right at all because they they they're not they're on one there's one side and then there's the other side really gruesome and like really mellow right lord of the rings no not lord of the rings what's like super mellow um where mellow kids can watch it like sword battles. fighting and stuff Perry, um, Perry Potter. Yeah, something like that, right? Where it's not, it's not bloodthirsty or anything. Well, this this felt like, like your kids, it would be a little bit too violent for, and then your adults might be looking for a bit more of in the battle. I disagree. That was no. I'm, I'm saying my opinion on it. Um, well, you're saying adults wouldn't find it gritty enough. I disagree. And the other thing I think is. Uh, there's a part where The Rock says the F word, which totally felt out of place. It was one F word, because you yeah. can have one F word in a PG-13. Yep, and it was yep. like they almost went, we have to have the F word, so he's going to say... And it didn't even fit the movie. I even turned to you and said, I don't think Hercules said that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even fit with the character. He's like this... He never says that, and then he just says it once. It, it, doesn't, it didn't work. In Armageddon, when Billy Bob says it, it's actually a powerful moment. And it, what, he says it once. Okay, let me just tell you, it's a powerful moment for you, not for all of us. No, I mean, I'm saying <laughs> it works in that movie for me, because Billy Bob would swear at that point. I don't think Hercules would swear. Um, it just seemed weird. It seemed like we're trying to be Well, it was very tongue-in-cheek. Trying to be cool also, yeah. Uh, I just disagree. And that's the other point on this movie that I didn't like, is it... Doesn't know where it sits a lot of the time. It's like cheeky, like the Hercules TV show, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's not like that, and then sometimes it is like that again, like with the one-liners and the cheeky, um, you know, um, swagger, like him doing like silly things. Yeah, I think they got it right though. I like the balance. I really did. I the least favorite thing is John Hurt. 
that he's he's never good in it at all. I mean, we'll talk about the cast, but I mean, in terms of balancing the menace versus the innocent old man versus the, you know, saying, giving a big speech or, or whatever, he's never convincing or good. And that brought those scenes down, I thought. And you know me, I don't like... I don't like middle of the road. So to me, it was balanced right. At first, I thought, oh, great. You know, we're going for Hercules TV show, and it's all going to be that. And then they start, the battles were real. I thought they were exactly right intensity. I don't need blood squirting everything everywhere. I get what's going on. And because everything's really powerful, like the battles and the, you know, it's, there's a little bit of funny stuff plucked in there, but not, not so much that it annoyed me. So. And the green steering thing, I think because I was enjoying it, it's the same thing as a movie, I don't remember which one it was, you didn't see any flaws, and I was like, oh, but this and this and this and this looked crappy. So I think when you get lost in it, Yeah, I think that was I think that it, was my problem with yeah. it. Like there was parts I really liked, but then there was parts where I was like, Wow, I don't I don't I'm not even liking this bit at all. Like Like yeah. what? It's just the varying like we're being cute, we're not being cute, we're being violent now, now we're going back to being cute. It was very for me, it was very, you know, I like something to know what it is, and this kind of is well, all over the chat. I feel like it made its identity in that. Yeah, and it, it's not the identity I like, I guess. It, it reminds me of something like Prince of Persia, where it's trying to tell this serious thing, and then they, he does cute one-liners when he but does But even this. Prince of Persia wasn't as, hard, wasn't as harsh with the fights and with the implied violence. You know, I mean, you get violence, and it's hard... But Prince of Persia didn't even have that. It had very cartoony kind of violence. Whereas this was just a little hard. No, and if I'm thinking I'm being negative, I actually enjoyed it. Oh, so you didn't like it? No, I said I'm in the middle on it. On it. Like, it's very mm. middle. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's just, in, you know, I was okay with it. And what I really did like about it, though, was the camaraderie between the... Like, they portray Hercules. He's not this singular dude who conquers everything. He's got a band of merry men, so to speak. Um... And women, and a woman, and they were they were cool. I liked the personalities Very of each much, one, except for Swindon. I thought he was lame. You know, I liked him too. I think he's. You know, to be honest, I think he's way overrated. Holy shit, he's not that great. He's a smart ass. He is fantastic in Deadwood, though. But there again, the character's almost him. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, but well, it's he, not because he's. He's but, British and it's not. No, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean the the vibe of him, like the sarcasm and the it, right, it, it fits. almost fits perfectly. But see, that's a part coming up to meet you, not you coming up. And to I would have the, part. the same. I would have the same argument with Brian Cranston. He has yep. this role where he's perfect. It is so perfect, Neo. And then you go and see Brian Cranston in Godzilla, and I said to you, I'm like, I don't think I like Brian. You Cranston. feel uncomfortable, it's like, like no, 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 it's no. not very good in this. Like, <laughs> go back to being Walter. So yeah, the, I think that's. I think he was a him and John Hurt. I mean, you're supposed to be like, oh, in you're awe. You're supposed of them. to be like, there's some legends here. Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling you, I don't. I'm. I'll be in the line by myself when I say some of these people are way overrated overall. Or maybe they've done spectacular individual things, but you're really only as good, right, as your best thing. Yeah. That doesn't mean everything else measures up to that. And I think that in terms of the serious versus the quirky, John Hurt was always trying to be way on the on the serious. I'm doing Hamlet here, yeah, kind of that's what he thing, was doing, yeah. which was too much. And that's and why Swingin. What's Swingin's real name? I don't know. Swingin. McShane, Ian McShane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was doing the I'm just full of shit kind of guy. Yeah. I'm the guy who's sort of a wizard and I'm wasted all the time, so I'm just going to have this sort of attitude. And I thought, ugh, that's too much that way. Those two didn't balance out. I think that's where that's where some of that yeah. off balance came to me because I was like, wow, John Hurt. I love John Hurt, and there he is. And then I'm like, oh, I don't really like John Hurt. No, but he's he too. Kind of puts me you off. know what? He's like an old man. And I don't mean old people are bad. I mean. It's had this sort of like, I don't know, crotchety old man in an inappropriate way for his role. And he was in Doctor Who recently, like in the 50s. He didn't say much, if you remember. He didn't, but like... All he had to do was stand there and be like, oh, really? Serious? I mean, he did, he did, there was a part where he spoke. Tiny. Uh, yeah, where he had the thing in the mm -hmm. room with the, but he was good in that. I liked him, you know, I, he didn't, I didn't think, oh wow, he's trying but to... But to hard. say he's good in it, when it's so brief... You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That's where people get the overrating. 
So, uh, so yeah, what I did like, and I thought the battles in this were as far as, you know, the one, that what was it called? The BB. Don't remember. It was with these, like, uh, tribal dudes. Um, I thought that was really surprising. I was like, wow, that is, like, a, an inventive kind of battle. It's and not powerful. Like a, That's what I'm saying. I thought it was great you know, enough. It, it's got the shield thing that we saw in 300 where they all, like, hunched down it, which is a real thing. And in Plants vs. Zombies. Hello. Yeah. And then it's got these strange dudes who are underground and the, you know, and it's a really interesting looking fight. It's in broad daylight. It's not like hidden by shadow or anything. It's, and it's, you know, I thought, I thought you would have been bored by it because it was long. I really liked that one. But that's what I was saying, that that kept my interest because it was gritty enough. And if you think about the blood, you get to see the blood on individual one people when they get sliced with a sword or hit with it's it's on them like they've cgi'd some blood or put some makeup blood on on them it doesn't mean that the the ground is a river of blood when they're done or anything but it's enough to and the the sound and the the wildness of them all i just thought was like totally high yeah i don't like fight scenes that much and i was totally into that one no and and there was no funny trickery of the camera. Like, 300 does its visual no, things. No, it didn't have a City style does its like that, thing. Did it? no. Even, you know, um, Braveheart has its big, epic kind of camera work. This is just, you're kind it's of up in there. functional, like it. Yeah, but you're up close, but it's not shaky cam, and it's not, like, weird um, frame rate or anything. It's just, okay, guys, <laughs> knock the crap out of each other, you know? Yeah. Here's a question. Outside of this movie, but... Understood in this movie, even there's tactics to war and to battles. Why are there rules to war? I don't know. You have to ask that guy who wrote that book. No, not that guy. They, they existed before that. Why have we decided that if we're going to go to war with one another, which means we are going to kill one another until one of us wins and gets the other person's shit or, or gets them out of our shit, that, oh, well, well, we're going to kill you, massacre you, cut your heads off, chop you down, um, shoot you, drown you, poison you, whatever we gotta do to kill you. But, let's just all agree on a little set of rules. Like, who, where did that come from? Because it doesn't make sense. I'm not saying, I don't know, but I just think, if it's war, when, did we decide, we know war is stupid and crazy, so we better make some rules so it's not like... It's already See, that's why they were. That's why everybody was surprised in World War Two when um, when Japan had kamikaze pilots because yeah, yeah. everybody was like, "That's not the rules of war. What, right. What's this? This is a surprise. We can't take this." Like right. so, you know. And I'm not saying break the rules. I'm saying <laughs> if we invented rules for war, then as humans, we know war is not only wrong, but I mean it's ineffective. Because Actually, if it was just like ultimate fighting where there's no rules. Yeah, the best way to win a war is to break the rules, right? Because that that would take the opponent off guard and then you win, right? Right. You don't say like, <laughs> oh, well, everybody, it's ceasefire, so everybody ceasefire and everybody goes, oh, okay. I don't get that. I mean, I get it on one level because intellectually you're trying to play a political game with each other. But literally the, I don't know. But this, this movie, he does, seems to understand how... I don't know historically, obviously, how battles in, what was it, 35 BC, I think was the year, or 835 BC, or something like that when it was supposed to be. Would there's a big be... difference between 35 <laughs> and 835. <laughs> Only 800 years. <laughs> no, there's not. They all, that's all the same. It's all the same time frame. Uh, right. It's the same as 2814, right? 2814. <laughs> oh my God, somebody's going to be alive to say, today is December 31st, 2814. True. <laughs> well, maybe. Not me. <laughs> well, maybe. So, yeah, and, and what also what I got from this movie is, uh, from just seeing the extras, actually, is that Brett Ratner and The Rock really wanted to make a Hercules movie. Yeah. Like, I felt that enthusiasm from Brett Ratner, who I generally don't really like. I always think he comes across as, like, a smam type. Hollywoody but, guy. But on, this, on the set of this movie... It seemed like he really wanted to make a Hercules movie. Like, like it wasn't because he wanted to make a lot of money. Or it was like, Hercules is my... Like, I've always been into Hercules, and this is like... He's awesome. probably got money involved, too. Yeah, but, true. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, he had the enthusiasm. Like, if you watched him on Tower Heist, in the, on those extras, I don't think that the enthusiasm is the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm getting to use Eddie Murphy, who's not been That's in movies. That's because Tower Heist sucked really bad. It really did. 
So that's... No, I don't mean that's my, as my opinion. I'm saying definitively, the entire universe has decided. <laughs> I don't like it either. So, I don't like it. And that was like his last it. film, actually. So um, let's move on to the cast there. Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, plays Hercules. Um, I really like him. Yeah, he does good, I think. He's, he's not just what he is. You know, some people are what they are. He has moments where he's totally with it. Like, 100% with what emotion, like when he looked up and said, do I look scared to you? That wasn't like a bravado thing. It actually, I felt it. And then when he's like, you know, there's parts about his family and stuff. I feel like he doesn't like pain and gain. He's a completely different character. And in this, he's a completely different character. I think that's awesome. Fast and the Furious even. He's just, yeah. And um, what was the other one? Open Road or something. He's just kind of a tough guy, but he's, I think people will underrate him. I'm not saying he's a genius or anything. I'm just saying that... Oh, you mean the one where he came out of prison and he's... Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the car. Yeah, yeah, The car one. So, I look forward now. When you say a movie or I see that a movie has Dwayne Johnson, I look forward to that and I never thought I would. When we watched Doom, because he was in Doom, right? Yeah, he was in Doom. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Because then he was The Rock. Yeah. The Rock. They actually said The Rock. Exactly. The box, and he was fine in that. He was The Rock, mostly. That kind of, you know... Mm. And he brings every role a little bit of bravado. Maybe not the one with the kids. He was in the one with... The Tooth Fairy. Um, no, that was Vin Diesel. No, the one where he was a football player and the little girl had to come live with them. And it was funny enough. It was fine. And that then was he was the, the one fairy. with the two kids. Mountain. Witch Mountain or something. Yeah, Escape from Witch Mountain. Yeah. yeah that was I good think too. that if you go overall, if you don't just poo-poo on it, on his name every time you see it... Or see his face on a poster. I'm not saying you'll go in and be like, whoa, he's the next whoever you think is a fantastic actor. I just think you got to give him a chance because I think he tries to make himself fit that character. Pain and Gain was the one that turned him around for me completely. Absolutely. um, I I know Pain and Gain's a Michael Bay film and everybody will be like, oh, it's Michael Bay film. It doesn't matter. Um, But I think he really did a good job in that. He movie. got into it. He figured out who that guy was. Yeah. And he really, I feel like. And you know, it's a, it's, it's a weird guy. It's a really <laughs> weird guy that's not The Rock. Exactly. Mm. You know. And he's pretty positive, The Rock. Yeah. But it's a weird. When you find out what he was going through on this set and yeah. he still held it together, holy crap. So secondly, we got Ian McShane as, um, I can't, these names are going to be butchered. What is it? Who is he? Amphirious. <laughs> Amphiaris, that's what it was. Yeah. Amphiaris. So it's, that's Ian McShane from Deadwood. Or oh, Lovejoy, if you're British, you'll know him from. He's the antique stealer in Lovejoy. Um, and other stuff that I think... He's way he's, over the top in this movie. And he's overrated. But he's over the top, too. He's just hamming it or playing it crazy, you know. Trying I think to he's fun. got in his mind, as an actor, that this guy, people believe he's a soothsayer. Yeah. He kind of knows he's full of shit. He stays sort of smoked up on whatever weed or drink that is giving him, you know, laid backness. That's what he is. He's kind of like a, like yeah, I said, a hippie. stoner. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just, yeah, man. Like whatever. he's not even buying his own bullshit. No. And he comes off as a little bit like I walk on set, I do my thing because I'm Ian McShane and the director might not have the balls to say, or maybe he loves it. I don't, I don't know I about think, these directors. I think he'd probably love it, to be yeah. honest. Uh, that, I think that was the vibe they were going for. Um, John Hurt plays Lord Cotus. Um, and we explain. John Hurt's in a serious movie. Which... In his mind. In his mind. In, <laughs> yeah. in this movie, he's in a, he's in Macbeth or something. Yeah. And everybody else is in a semi-tongue-in-cheek uh, action movie. But he's not with in enough that, grit to get. He's not that. in that movie, and that's the problem with that. He's very intense. Always, like in this, he never breaks from it. He doesn't try and be funny. It's just always like nobody else is like on his vibe, which to me was like, wow, that's. Uh, it might have been good in a different movie because he <laughs> wasn't enough of anything. He wasn't enough of being. He wasn't the brave king or the poor downtrodden king or the menacing king or. The menacing character at one point at all. It no. was all very serious actor and delivering the Shakespearean type lines in that that, that way, like not powerful. the type of line. <laughs> no, but the powerful. <laughs> I am on stage and I am projecting, like you know. Yeah, he's doing that. Uh, I I love him, and, but did not like him in this movie. Uh, Rufus Sewell plays Autolycus or Autolycus. Let's call him Autolycus. 
Um, and I said to you, Rufus Sewell, I really like him as a British actor. If anybody was going to play Ian McShane <laughs> in Ian McShane's life story, younger Ian McShane could be this guy because he's got the same kind of... He's got a similarity to him, but he's also got like that kind of vibe of Ian McShane. Um, but he's awesome. He was this. good, yeah. Yeah, I, like I really him. liked Cause him. Because he does both. He had the right level. Like, yep. Because he was funny and sarcastic. But when you dug down deep, he was into Powerful. His, yeah. Um, then I also put down Axel Henny as Tadius, and you cried over yep. his story. I did, because it's a really, that's a really good character. And he's a Norwegian character. actor. It's a really good character. You know, I mean, I'll tell you. Well, we told you spoilers. It's um, Hercules found him at one of the cities where he went to battle at one point. We also forgot to say that they're mercenaries. Yes. Yeah. They do the bidding of kings to go and wipe out or take care of problems around, you know. So, in one point he goes, Hercules has been in a city, Thebes, or someplace like that. And uh, the entire city's been destroyed. It's just like the city of war. And they found one child alive, however many years ago. It must have been like 30 years ago or whatever, because he looks like he's about that old. And this guy was that child, and he had just been... On his own, living amongst war and death, and he was sort of like a wild, like a feral child. So now he's Hercules's couldn't talk, couldn't family. Yeah, never wild, has yeah. talked, and he doesn't. It's not like um, I just thought he was a really, really compelling per- character. He does it really well. He's a very grounded, serious. There's no funniness with him. No, and he's a, in other movies. He's a serious actor, right? And he's serious yeah. in this, serious but really sympathetic. Because you just think about that person in a wild landscape and his whole life. He's really scarred up as well. Like, his head's really damaged and his face is really scarred that up. That first time where they, where they were in training and they, they put the, you know, the yeah. shields up. <laughs> and he just ran through about three layers of shields. I was like, whoa, this guy's insane. Because like, you, know, you think about he's too damaged to be, like, normal person anymore. And Hercules and him balance each other out. And I just think his story was really... It's a really good character. I think the same of all the characters. The Autolycus guy. I mean, they, he's known Hercules his whole life. You get their life story. Some people would could claim they're two-dimensional. But we've watched movies where everybody is a cardboard cutout. And you, you feel like if you dug a little deeper, you're just going to... You're going to go right through the cardboard. And there's nothing there. These people give you just enough information. And they back it up with their behavior... That you feel like they're a whole person. You get it. You get their life. She's from a village that's been, or from a place that's been destroyed by war as well. It's a very war kind of a time. Um, And their allegiances to each other, you understand. But they're not like, it's not like putting together a ragtag group of stereotypical behavioured people. If you know what I mean. Like, what's a movie recently we watched where we're like, oh, that's a stereotypical, like, that's the handy guy and that's the funny guy and that's the serious guy. You know, they have that, yeah, but it's do. not, like, overwhelming to where you feel. I, to me, anyway. No. I thought they are. And then, who's Yeah. Finally, I put down Ingrid Badal. She's a Norwegian actress. And she plays Adlantia. Adlantia. Ad- yeah. Adlantia. And she's, like, a kick-ass warrior. Like, she's archer. Amazonian. She's an archer, yeah. She's from Amazonia. And this is based on a Hercules uh, comic book series, not the Marvel one. Another one. <laughs> I really like that they didn't mix any... And you know, she's I think cool, that actually. We're kind of she's... growing up a little bit with some of these movies, I think, without throwing a stupid love interest in there or making someone... The only time we get a hint of this woman being seen as a sex object at all is that dickhead general guy and she quickly pulls a knife on him and that's that and just like yeah you can continue and i will cut your belt off kind of thing but that's not a thread that runs through the movie at all aside from her being like an attractive right but i mean that's not it's not a comment every two minutes it's not somebody looking at her funny every two minutes nobody flinches when it comes to punching punching at her or shooting an arrow at her and I think that is a sign of, A, a good director who doesn't say, hey, let's amp it up a little Michael bit. Michael Bay would have, like, filmed up a oh crotch a few God. times, right? <laughs> he would. He yeah. would have had her using her body at every opportunity, and she doesn't. She's just no, a she kick-ass doesn't. bow and arrow person. What do you call it? Archer. Archer. <laughs> and she's good. I liked her. Yeah, I did too. Uh, so this is directed by Brett Ratner, who is really hit or miss, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But this now, is good. I was impressed. Now, he... His other movies are ones I put down were like the Beverly Hills Cop movies, um, X Men Three, 
which I think is the worst X-Men movie of all of the X-Men movies. It really is. I mean, it's got some really good stuff. It's the one with Vinnie like, Jones running through the yeah, world. Yeah, but I mean, he that's a good element. It's just that when you bring it all together in that little isolated war that they have, it's just so nothing. Tower Heist, which I think was not good at all. And I love heist movies. I'm just glad I've forgotten most of it. And then Rush Hour, which I really did enjoy. I wouldn't enjoy now, I don't think, but at the time, it was funny. I, f- I thought. I don't know if you did. Probably at the time. It was time. quite fun. It was an action-packed thing. It was like Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Dawn. Yeah. Where I don't feel like I'd enjoy them now, but at the time, they seemed good. You Maybe know, grown up or something. Yeah, I just feel like it's not. it wouldn't be as funny or, you know... You mean after multiple viewings or at this later stage uh, of your later life? stage. After you've seen other things. You know? <laughs> Which is, you didn't see these when you were like 10. No, when I was They're like 20. less than 10 years old. No, more than 10 years old at Rush Hour. Is it? Yeah, totally. Rush Hour is like, I saw oh it. Oh my god, time so disappears when you get old. So Brett Ratner's really hit or miss, and I don't, this hasn't made me go, I'm a super Brett Ratner fan. Not now. a fan. But I wouldn't. But this is it. better. I wouldn't turn down the next one. Yeah, don't do Tower Heist two. Do Hercules two. If you're going to do something <laughs> yeah. like um, so I told I, you. This is my prediction. Hercules return to Athens. That's my prediction. There's even a ex, um, alternate ending in here, which kind of. Well, I mean, it's implied anyway. Yeah. Throughout. So the Blu-ray um, comes with um, an extended cut of the movie, which is like three minutes longer. So it doesn't really make a big deal difference. But um, there's 15 deleted and extended scenes, including a uh, alternate ending, which is kind of cool. There's um, and then there's a bunch of featurettes, and they're actually quite good featurettes. Um, there's Hercules and his mercenaries, the Bessie battle, the effects of Hercules, um, and weapons. And there's an audio commentary by Brett Ratner on the uh, DVD version of the film, on the theatrical version. Um, so there are a bunch of extras. And I thought they were quite good, the ones where you were actually on the set, because they did interview everybody. Yep. It wasn't just cheaped out, like, where it's just talking heads. Um, and you get to see The Rock tell his story, which I thought was pretty cool, about how injured he was during this movie. It's amazing. That he actually did this movie, really. He was... Yeah. What, what was it that was wrong Torn with Torn tendons in his pelvis area. Right. That now, he was going to have an operation and decided not to have it and just do the movie and stuff. But then he had to have one anyway. Had an operation two weeks before. Yeah, he did. Hernia operation. Yeah. So, if you watch him, you just know he's tough. I mean, anybody who gets their muscles and keeps their body that way anyway, I'm not saying tough as in he's Hercules. I'm saying you have a certain mind over matter when it comes to pain and disciplining your body to do what you don't, what your brain doesn't want it to do, right? So, when it comes to pain, I'm sure he's experienced a lot, but that, I've just had my foot surgery that well two months ago to little torn tendon to me it's like oh a little torn tendon over here and a little pinched nerve over here sound and it's horrible like you your whole life gets wrapped up in this one little pain you know that when he's swinging that thing around and you start thinking about because i've had that all cut open too and oh my god so i give him kudos for that yeah he just said i (laughs) basically what he said is he's loved hercules since he was a little boy and he always wanted when he first even got involved in movies, the first thing he asked was, will there ever be a Hercules movie? Because I want to do it. And finally he got to do it. So he called off all the health stuff yep. to go and do this movie. So, yeah, I think that's, there's props for that. Um, so, yeah, in conclusion, uh, I'd recommend you see Hercules. I think it was a fun movie. It's not. I won't remember it. It's not that kind of movie for me, but I really had fun watching it. I might remember it. I mean, and I don't. I don't know if it's appropriate for like little kids. No, it's not the TV Hercules. No, it's a little bit more leveled up. But it makes me that. want to watch the TV Hercules because it's really funny. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really funny. And Xena, obviously. So that is Hercules. Um, What's the next one going to be? Xena. Maybe in the next Hercules movie, if they make one, they'll meet Xena. I don't think it's the same universe. They were in the same universe. <clears throat> no, I don't think Hercules. this is. I don't think this is anything to do with Sam Raimi's um, Hercules. It doesn't have to be. Xena was around, obviously. Obviously, because TV shows have to be right. Maybe she's Xena. She's not. The Amazon. She's not Xena. So, um, yeah, that's Hercules. Thanks to Paramount. And if you want to enter a contest, go to aschoolie.com. You can win a copy of Dead Snow 2, and you can also win a copy of another Dead Snow, Dead Snow, Dead Snow 2. 
You can also win a copy of another movie, Traffickers. You can also win a copy of that on Blu-ray. So go to aschoolie.com and you will be able to see. Next week's Blu-ray review is This Is Where I Leave You, which is... That's not Christmassy at all. Which is Jason... Actually, it is. It's Jason Bateman's new movie. Um, uh, We're going to look at that next week. We we think on the Christmas week. I'm just putting this out there like I do every single year. It should be a Christmas theme. We will also be watching Love Actually and we can give you a review. That doesn't count. We've been watching that every year since it came out. 10 years, 11 years, in fact. So this is where I leave you is next week's review. And uh, we will also have our top 10. Also, I don't think of Love Actually as a Christmas movie. I know it is, but I don't think of it that way. At all. Only it, that we watch it at Christmas and it has some Christmas in it. It's, it takes place at Christmas all of <laughs> it. It takes, no it doesn't. It's leading up to Christmas. Yeah. It's not all about it's Christmas. Christmas. It has Christmas music. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. So, movie recommendations this week. I am going with, and this movie isn't a great movie, but I'm going to recommend it to you anyway. Nice. And it's Mila Jovovich's uh, Three Musketeers that she did. Oh, yeah, that's not good. That's uh, the one that had the terrible... Yeah, it is. And it, and the reason I bring it up is I actually kind of enjoyed it for what it was, Three Musketeers. Um, but it was uneven, similar to this movie for me. But I still enjoy both of them, but they have this uneven thing about them. You know, it's cute, then it's not, then it's trying to do the actual Three Musketeers story, and then they're going off into, like, fantasy. You know, it's weird. It's a bit weird. It's got that really horrible sidekick that we were talking about just a couple weeks ago. What was that? And that was it. That's the one. He's absolutely horrible. Yeah, wasn't it that James Corden guy? I don't even remember. I think it might have been. You know, the guy from who, from uh, Jonathan Ross last week? That guy. I think it might have been him. I don't remember. But uh, and my other one is Clash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was him. Ugh, and my other terrible. one was Clash of the Titans, um, which is the one, the, new one? the Liam Neeson Clash of the Titans. Um, with there's two of them: Wrath of the Titans and Clash of the Titans. But I really enjoyed those, and that's like a crazy special effects version of Greek mythology. Uh, so yeah, I recommend that one. And you? My recommendations are: I was trying to think of two fun movies that you could just uh, kick back and watch, which you've probably seen already for the year. It's a nice, friendly time of year. Matilda. It's also not a Christmas movie, but it's got a very—you know—the reason I thought of Matilda was the other day I caught most of the newest version of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh. Which, when it came out, they said, "If you don't like it, we'll give your money back." I don't know if you remember that. No. And everybody's like. I don't like it. And not because you're giving me my money back. Like, it's really not good. Who? The new one. It's got like um, Elizabeth somebody, and I forget what her name is. The guy from Sex Lies and Videotape with the dark hair, not the guy from the 80s, but the other guy. And and Matilda. The little girl is Matilda. So that's what made me think, oh, I wish I was watching Matilda instead of this. And another one that if you just want to, like... You might not laugh again, because it's been a long time, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> you wouldn't think it's funny. Because you know why? You think you're too sophisticated. You're not. Oh my god, you watch Jackass, and you think it's hilarious. You're not sophisticated. True. But you like to pretend that you are. So if you were watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you'd be like, I don't find that funny. Like a snob. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. I love Ferris Bueller, but the, you know, I, I was brought up on I, I watched it throughout my... How could I didn't you not watch, have watched Fast Times originally? It just never came across. I'd never saw it at all. I didn't even know what it was. I don't even think that now it would matter because people like me have seen it probably 200 times in my teen years mm. because it was on HBO repeatedly. I never came across it at all. I don't wow. Know I mean, if it was I on across, HBO, it would be on three times a day. Came across a lot of movies during that, you know, Porky's and stuff. I watched a lot of that stuff, but that one never... Oh, God, it was on so much. Interesting. So those are my recommendations. Matilda, which is a really sweet movie. Yes. And it also reminded me that I was watching Cheers and Rhea Perlman. And I'm like, I think she's so funny. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, she's also in Matilda as the horrible mother. And Danny DeVito as the horrible father. He wrote it and directed it. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so games and A-Schooly stuff for this week. Um, we talked about the Sony hack. We talked about a mouse loose about this hoose. I played the crew a lot more this week. Um which is a racing game where you drive all across America. It's really cool. I just like driving around looking at stuff. Um, I talked about it last week. And I haven't played anything else. Oh, yes, I have. Hearthstone. As, <laughs> how many, I play Hearthstone for the last two years every single day. 
I've even played it today. And that's Hearthstone. For anyone who thinks he's saying Halfstone, it's Hearth. H-E-A-R-T-H. Yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's Blizzard's card game. And why I, pl- I play it all the time, and I've mentioned it hundreds of times. But the difference is, it's come out on Android tablets. So, you so just... now you can play it while you're taking a crap. Yeah, and it it doesn't work particularly well on my tablet. And my tablet plays everything else just fine. And this is a card game, for Christ's sake. It'll pl- my my thing will play like a racing game in 3D perfectly. But when it, when it's on this, it's stutters. Aren't you going to tell them about your new um, purchase? Your $89 purchase? Oh, yeah, Black Friday, which happened between now, between the last podcast and, uh, you know, now. Uh, Microsoft had a sale, like the Microsoft Store online. And they were selling Lumia 520... Cell phones for nine, $8.99. $8.99. Yeah, $8.99. <laughs> now, that's a Windows smartphone. A really good Windows smartphone, to be honest. Uh, fast. All the latest stuff on it. Now, I don't have a phone. I don't... I, I'm fine with a home phone. I don't need a mobile phone. But I have... Need, we do use Skype as our home phone. We have a Skype telephone. It's really old. It's kind of... Really old. Well, it's like a... Eight, we've had eight. it since we've lived here. Yeah. Nine years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like an old phone. It's like, it's almost as old-fashioned as a landline. Right. But it's it, actually like an old cordless phone. It's a dedicated phone. Skype phone, but it's like one of those old cordless phones that you use. And it started going on the blink. It keeps rebooting itself, and sometimes it won't work. And I've been like, I need to get a new Skype phone. And then I went and looked everywhere, and it's like, buying a Skype phone is almost impossible. Because now, times have moved on. People have got cell phones and tablets, so why do you need a separate Skype yeah. phone? So my thing was, if I buy a cell phone and don't buy any service, just buy a cell phone, can I just use it on Wi-Fi for Skype? And the answer is yes. And I couldn't even find an answer to that question. And the thing so, is, it does everything on Wi-Fi. You right, can so, use it for anything now. So I, um, I got it. And charged it up and turned it on, and then it asks you for the SIM card. And everybody who has a cell phone knows what a SIM card is. It's your service. Uh, you put the card in, it activates. Now, this one, it asked for the SIM card, and I said, no, I don't have one. And then it said, do you have Wi-Fi? And I said, yes, and entered my Wi-Fi details. And then it just operates as a, everything else aside from... Like a making, little tablet. Yeah, like a little tablet. Everything else aside from calling somebody uh, with the cell phone part works. So... That means any app in the store, Skype, And people Facebook. might not know, but with Skype, yeah, you can use it free as well, but we actually pay yeah, for pay. a dedicated... Phone number. ...number that you can call it from any phone, and we can use it to call any other yeah, phone. Yeah, it's like it's your not like, phone number. It's not Skype to Skype. It's actually call anybody anytime. Right. So, but other people might be confused, because yeah, Skype, if you just have a Skype account, you can you only can call talk Skype. talk to other Skype people, yeah. but if you have a subscription to Skype, which is $30 a year... Which is not a lot of money. You get unlimited calls to the US and Canada, voicemail, uh, and you know texting, not and, all that and a phone number, which we have a phone number that is our phone number that is a permanent phone number for thirty dollars a year. It's insane the value. It's of it. permanent unless the internet goes off. Right, that's what sucks. But this cell phone, which I have not activated with AT and T, you can and use it as a normal cell phone, but. You don't have to, and for nine dollars, I have the. It's way better than any other Skype phone. It's got speakerphone. You can, you know, it's a it's a smartphone. So, um, yeah, it's the Nokia Lumia five twenty. They're not actually that expensive anyway. If you want to just pick one up now, it's twenty nine ninety nine. The same one. And this isn't a commercial, by the way. No, but what <laughs> it's I mean probably is, like a really outdated. If you thought, ever thought to yourself, um, uh, I like the idea of a smartphone, but I don't really want to pay for a plan. Like I don't use the phone enough. You can buy one and use it on your Wi-Fi network. It's just like a tiny little tablet. And I like it as a cool... I use my fitness pal oh, yeah. for logging in all my food. And because this is a smartphone, it has like a camera on the back. That's right. I can scan barcodes instead of having to search for stuff. It's <laughs> awesome. So I really like it. So yeah, I did pick that up. And the last thing for me is happy Christmas to everybody because Christmas will occur this week and you know we won't speak to everybody until next week. 
Happy Christmas, Merry Holiday, whatever your thing is, or nothing at all. I mean, I'm not religious at all, but I still <laughs> say Happy Christmas because that was my grandma's uh, I think thing that me. people who think that if you don't believe in their God and you don't believe Jesus was born on the day or that Jesus existed, that you automatically, like, you're, you've defunct Christmas and so you're, like, void. Of not entitled to use the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, we all celebrate all kinds of things, like... My birthday isn't a national holiday, but people who know, (laughs) it is in this house, (laughs) people who know me, it means nothing to them, but if they know it's my birthday, they say happy birthday. They don't go like, oh, I have no emotion for you. I don't care about you. Therefore, I'm going to ignore that it's your birthday. I'm not saying it's Jesus' birthday because I don't believe in any of that, but I'm saying there is a thing on my entire life, Christmas has always been a series of events that were fun and entertaining and big projects to do like wrapping the packages and doing the tree and we never went to, we've never gone to church or it's never about for us it just never was about Jesus and we didn't always have a manger thing and I think my mom just loves the idea of her little ceramic manger it doesn't really <laughs> my childhood was the opposite right you're like I was a catholic childhood church so church 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 Christmas was about church and the manger <laughs> and all that yeah right that's what it was and for me it was none of that it was all about Going to gra- every grandma's house and having dinner and playing around the tree and getting presents days before Christmas because even our mom couldn't wait to give us presents. So if she gave us one, then she had to give all four of us something, you know. And it, I don't mean it's about the gifts, but it was just this time of year. Plus, you get two weeks off school and it usually snowed a whole bunch. That's what I, that's what it is to me. So if you say Merry Christmas to me, That is what it is. If I say happy holidays to you, that's because that is what it is. So get off your fucking... I don't know. I'm on the soapbox, but I mean, get off yours. (laughs) Because just let people say it is what it is. If you say Merry Christmas to someone... Because I've had someone in real life do this. Someone said Merry Christmas to me. And I said, oh, same to you. And I'm just saying it because I'm saying it. And I was just about to pick up the phone to call somebody anyway. So I'm sort of like trying to get them away from my desk. Like, oh, yeah, same to you. And they're going out the door. He backed up and said, oh, is it not Christmas for you? Nah. I said, no, oh, it it is. I'm just, and I had the phone in my hand. I was a, So it was a touchy subject for him. And I felt like saying, fuck off. But yeah. of course, not. I didn't feel it deeply in my heart. I was just like, that's a problem for you? I'm saying same to you. You said Merry Christmas. That's what I'm saying back to you. I've seen it in stores where one woman said to the woman in front of me, Happy Holidays. And the woman in front of me goes, Yeah, Merry Christmas. Like, don't say Happy Holidays to me, bitch. It's Christmas. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. Like, if you're mad about how people address you at the holiday and... Your thing is that Jesus is the reason for the season, which is not even historically accurate in any way, shape, or form, but that's fine. Then do you think that's how, do you think if Jesus was standing behind you in the line at the grocery store and you had that shitty attitude, do you think he would, what? I mean, forgive you, of course, but I'm just saying. Do you think he wouldn't put his hand on your shoulder and be like, my child? You can do what you want. (laughs) Say what you want. We must accept that, (laughs) you know, the word isn't, the words are not what it's about, you dickhead. I don't think Jesus would say that. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. All right. So, uh, what's for dinner, Sit talk? Tonight, we're going to have a repeat of last night, but different brands. We're having some gluten-free pasta. Which was quite good. It was quinoa. And you know what was really interesting? It was a penne pasta, mm-hmm. um, gluten-free. And I washed the pots later on, uh, mm. dishes. And the colander that they're in, there was no starch in the colander. Of course. Which is always really hard to clean out of it. Because it's quinoa, this one. Right. And this one and is there was quinoa. Not. It was just like you had nothing in there. Nice. Yeah. Because it was really good. It was so that's exactly going to be right. better for you as well, eating it. I know. I'm trying to get back on no, my I mean gluten like, and starch, even though the sauce is an organic sauce from the health food store. So we, I don't know. A lot of times they're kind of acidy, but we're going to wing it. And then I put corn, Q-U-O-R-N products in it, which is like a corn crumble, which is textured vegetable protein. Oh, well, it's like this fungus. It's like a mushroom or something. So it probably has gluten in it. So it's, I'm kind of... Not cutting out the gluten, but I'm cutting it down because I know it is pasta, kind of has a, I can eat, I could eat probably half of my weight in pasta. I don't reckon. Oh, yeah. You don't know me very well. If you kept bringing it to my table, if I'm in a restaurant, here's another bowl of pasta. Here's another bowl of pasta. I'd be like, bring it on. Give me some more water and some more wine and I'll eat it. And that was amazing. So we're having that again tonight. And, and finally, 
my advice kind of goes back to the Sony thing. That, like, if you tell me I'm not allowed to do something. Okay, so tell me. You are not allowed. To watch the interview. No, not that, because I'm sick of that shit. Tell me I'm not allowed to have these on my hands right now. Right? Because I have two mismatched... I call them hand socks, but they're not hand socks. They're wrist warmers. Fingerless gloves, we call them. Yes. They do not match because I couldn't find the other of the other. If you said to me, nope, can't wear them like that, I would say, why not? I first would ask you, why not? I mean, what is the reason? Is it hazardous to my health? Is it hazardous to your health? Is it offensive to you in some way? Even if it is offensive to you in some way, that is not really my responsibility necessarily, etc., etc. If you say to me, I have no reason... I don't like them. Take them off. I would be like, I will be wearing them, and you can kiss my ass. If it continued, then my reaction is going to get increasingly hostile. Because I don't like people telling me what to do without a good reason. Who's telling you what to do? Uh, I can't go see the interview, even though I don't give a shit about it at all. I don't. I really don't like Seth Rogen, and I couldn't give a shit about James Franco hardly anymore. I wouldn't have volunteered to see that movie for free, because I don't care. But the fact that anybody can tell you, 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 not this don't go see it. Not like it's in the theaters, don't go see it. It's like if you ripped these off my hands right now and burned them in the trash can. That isn't the way my mind works. You, we'll get, we can argue all day about different opinions and I don't think you should see it. How about I don't like that you want to see it and here's my take on it and I want you to understand that this is offensive to me and hurts my country's view of me if you're the leader if that's the case i don't even know what the case is but i'm saying theoretically fair enough well let me watch it and let me think about it for myself because if you don't give me that movie and then you take away books that you don't think i should read and then you take poems i shouldn't read and then you take away devices that might offer me things like start taking the tvs out of my house or taking my smartphone away or take my computer away or turn off my internet because you don't think something on it is appropriate for me then you can fuck off thanks because <laughs> you wouldn't but this is my you know people might think i'm miss liberal and hey everybody should just get along i am not that way at all not at all i have a very very short fuse when it comes to that kind of thing you know I think we should be allowed to insult our president if we want. If you don't like him, you should say what you want to say. I should be able to say what I want to say about your prime minister. If I'm in my country and I don't like your prime minister, then I can say whatever I want. I can't slander him because that's not fair and it's illegal. I can't say he's a pedophile or that he's murdered his wife and buried her in the basement as a fact when, in fact, it isn't true just to bring his name down. Now, our politicians do. Do you know who the UK prime minister Gordon Brown. No. The next one. David Brown. No. <laughs> uh, Hugh Grant. <laughs> yes, correct. What's his name? David something. Hugh Grant is the UK <laughs> Prime Minister and Billy Bob Thornton is the uh, US <laughs> President. <laughs> they will be next week. <laughs> What's his name? David Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> I got there on my own. But I mean, I should be able to say, oh my God, David Cameron is such a dickhead. I hate the way he does this and he does this like an idiot. I should be able to say that. Because if you're gullible enough to believe everything I say without checking into it yourself, that is totally your own fault. That is not my responsibility. True. I'm not like, hey, hey, I'm American and blah, 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 give me my freedom and give me my gun. I'm more like, hey, hey, I'm American and I should say what I want without being inciting a riot or violence and without slandering somebody. Everything else is my opinion. And I will argue with you about your opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you can't take mine away from me by cutting off information to me. That's like bullshit. <laughs> That's so, my advice. That is bullshit. So let me remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sayschoolie.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the stitcher.com, just search for After the Show, or just go to the Zoom Marketplace or the RSS feed. Does anyone ever comment on your shows? Uh, I turn comments off most of the time because... Uh, like on Facebook when you post it. I, guess I only have come a certain amount of friends on Facebook <laughs> who, who I let. I have like two friends. No, you have to... Uh, I don't have it as an open group. Oh, I get you. You know, just Facebook. so I don't have to deal with all the comments. Yeah, so... Uh, yes, people do comment, usually by email. So, yeah, if you want to comment, send me an email. com. Don't send Sid talking emails you don't want to know. 
Uh, and finally... Oh, look, now you make me sound like a dictator. True. Do not even send me that information. I don't want to hear it. No, you can send me an email. Actually, I don't care anymore. Actually, I just thought about that. Um, if you want to guess what my... If your email address is what it is, and they know it, then they can probably figure out what mine is. And if my spam filter doesn't catch you, I will reply to you. Another controversial movie that didn't get... Uh, is Sasha Baron Cohen did the movie called The Dictator, which yeah. is... You know, another movie that would offend a lot of people. But. Yeah, but you know what? Because somebody didn't tell us we couldn't see it, nobody gave a shit about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody went to see it hardly. It was I didn't just actually see it, it myself. I, I need to see it, because I do like him. Because in America, you learn. If you don't want people to make a big deal about something, ignore it. Yeah. And it will get, it will get forgotten very, very quickly. But if you want everybody to make a big stink about it, start poking around on it, and then people will be like, oh, look over here. And stay classy, Mr. Dwayne Johnson, and happy Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy... Every other thing that can happen. At or, happy, or happy nothing, if there's yeah. nothing. Uh, to everybody. Happy family, happy loneliness, happy aloneness, if you're not lonely, but you just like being alone, because I probably would. I've been alone on a few Christmases. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, or someone is trying to do it for you. Oh.